0: Welcome back everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Once again, thank you for joining us. I'm so excited today to have Kelly Davis on. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh man, I'm. You know, this is going to be amazing when you guys hear her story and what she's doing um, to make this world a better place. And I, I do want to give thanks to our uh, sponsor, Veracity Networks. They've been amazing to me. And I also want to thank all the listeners for all your support and sharing this to so many people. Um, I get so much really good feedback from everybody, so thank you so much. But you guys are going to love Kelly. She's an amazing person. We we met you know just a few weeks ago, and uh, you know I've been looking up what she's doing in this uh, with her career and the things that she's doing and the influence you're having on people. It's it's quite remarkable. And sharing stories of people who are doing amazing things. Um, she is the head of celebrity relations for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, where she works closely with A-list celebrities to raise funds and awareness for 10 million kids each year. That's a, that's amazing. 170 children's hospitals across North America as well. She's also a motivational speaker, author. Uh, she just handed me her book, The Miracle of Maverick, uh, which is, I, I can't wait to read that. And then... Uh, She's the host of Untold Miracles podcast, where she interviews celebrities to discuss the miracles in her life. So it's a lot about miracles, right? And your life's a miracle.
1: (laughs) Yes, uh, miracles is definitely a big theme in my life. Having worked with Children's Miracle Network hospitals for the last 23 years, I have witnessed miracle after miracle after miracle. And I've also experienced miracles in my life. And so I really love helping people believe in miracles. But most importantly, be willing to create miracles for those around them.
0: Yeah, I love that. And and, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of get into that with the, uh, for, for our listeners as well. So let's start off, just give us a little background. Where'd you grow sure. up? A little bit about your family? And
1: Well, I grew up in Wyoming, in Star Valley, Wyoming, Afton. I was there okay. 18 years. I went to college um, at BYU, and I actually had a really amazing experience right when I finished school. I had applied to be an intern for the Denver Broncos twice, and I got turned down really? twice, and it was my childhood dream since I was five years old to work for them.
0: So how come How come the Denver Broncos?
1: You know, they're the closest football team to Wyoming. My brother <laughs> got a football helmet when he was seven, I was five, yeah. and so I just fell in love with them. And I had studied sports PR at BYU, and I was interning with different, or I was interviewing with different colleges to be an assistant sports information director and i was in denver and i was in the hotel room and there was a denver broncos mouse pad on the table and i'm like well i'm in denver i might as well just call them up so i got the pages out (laughs) since there was not google um however you would do it today Uh and um, I took a taxi over to the facility. I called the guy and to see if I could meet with him, and he said no. And I said, I just need five minutes of your time. And I remember walking up the stairs to the facility, and he said, how can I help you? And I said, I want to know what I need to do to work for this football club. Wow. And he walked out of the room and he brought in my boss, Bill Harpold. And um, I got a job a week later and I packed my bags from Provo, Utah and I moved to Denver. And I, really? I was able to live that childhood dream and it was a miracle. It really was amazing.
0: Well, yeah, it's a miracle, but I also want to point out, man, talk about determination, <laughs> right? You had this in your mind, like, I'm gonna yeah. make this happen. And I think that's pretty rare. I mean, you, You know, where did you get that type of confidence to like, you know what, I'm going to actually go there and get this job?
1: Well, for some reason, most of my life, I have not taken no for an answer. I don't believe in the words no. Like, (laughs) if you tell me no, I'm going to get a yes. And typically in my job working with celebrities, it takes me about 20 no's to get to a yes. But I know that. So knowing that, it helps me be successful. Really. And so I was told no twice with them, but I believed that I could get a job with them. And I was able to live that dream and I, it was such a cool experience. I remember my first football game and I was uh-huh. also I was the assistant to the director of operations and I also was the press box coordinator and I was in the press box and I watched John Elway throw a long bomb uh-huh. to Rod Smith and I had goosebumps and I couldn't cheer cuz I was in the press box. I'm like, I'm getting paid for this right now. Wow, right. And it was just truly unbelievable and I still can't even believe that it happened.
0: That is the neatest thing. Where did that determination come from were you like that as a little girl as well
1: yeah I've always been very um kind of Uh strong-willed and I've always believed that anything is possible like anything is possible I think the hard part in life is determining it what it is that you want to do I think that's the hard part but once you know I truly believe that you can achieve anything I know that 100% I've seen it I watch people do it all the time
0: Is that something you learned from your parents? Did they instill that in you? Or is that just kind of like you were born with this kind of belief that you could do these kind of things?
1: Well, it's interesting. (laughs) Uh, My parents definitely, I think, taught me to be strong and authentic and be myself. Um, But I also feel like it comes from a place of lack as well. I feel like I've had to prove myself my whole life. I've had, I've had, struggles with low self-esteem my whole life and depression and anxiety okay. and so many challenges and I think because of that it pushes me on the other side and it's really weird because you would think that that wouldn't help but I think it's because of that I push so hard
0: yeah almost use it as a as a strength to yeah. stand on versus yes. you know something to push it down yes Wow and, yeah. and that's actually pretty rare <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's you know, I I will say, um, I really did struggle at BYU. Um, I went from being very popular in high school mm-hmm. to like 600 people. To my first class at BYU was a thousand people. So I became a nobody overnight. Yeah. And that's when I think my journey with anxiety and depression and several other things started and it also started when i was 17 years old i had back surgery i cracked both sides of l4 oh, really? and they took bone off my hip and wired and fused it in the cracks and so my senior year of high school i couldn't play basketball or volleyball or run track and i think everything really started in life became about my weight and i was so focused on I'm not good enough unless I'm a certain weight. And then I go to BYU and everybody's perfect, in my opinion, at least in my filter that I'm looking through life. And so I think that's when a lot of um, my challenges started.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute, like these challenges that you were going through. Yeah. Um, I know that led to some other challenges as well. Let's (laughs) talk about that for a minute if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, so I would say that's really where I was, very aware of everything around me and feeling like everyone was perfect and I felt like I didn't measure up and so I um, graduated from BYU um, feeling less than and really struggling with anxiety right. and depression. Mm-hmm. I went to therapy while I was there. And then I think when I was around, I'm 46 today, but when I was around 25 is really when I started dealing with depression Okay. Um, at, at a high level. And that's when I started having some addictive behaviors. I, that's kind of been a long journey um, of those behaviors. And so I have really struggled with uh, suicidal thoughts and body dysmorphic disorder and OCD and anxiety and it's been a really interesting journey right and uh, but I feel really blessed to experience all those things because on the flip side of that I have a beautiful life yeah but I still have those challenges on a daily basis and
0: I love that you say that because you know one of the things I tell my clients all the time that life happens for us yes. I-, I did a group yesterday that we talked about this that these tough times you're going through, you know i work with a lot of people who are you know are going through a they're battling addiction and i always say your addiction is your wake-up call to mm-hmm. your greatness mm-hmm. and yeah. so here you are you've gone through you're going through all this stuff yes. you've fought through these things yes. but it was like the wake-up call for you even right that no i, I even though i'm going through this i'm going to go do amazing things in this world and and it's so amazing to hear what you're doing now which we'll get into here in a minute but so it's interesting. You're going through these tri- trials and tribulations, but at the same time, you're like, no, I'm going to get a job at the Denver Broncos. <laughs> yeah. And you would think because you're going through that, that'd right, be the last thing on right, your mind. Right. Like, I can't do that. I'm not right. worthy of that. Yeah. But here you are and you go after it.
1: Yeah. And what was really interesting is while I was in Denver, um, it was the end of the 95 football season. And for me, I'm a person that has to be going, 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 but it was off season and my job in the off season is not that busy. And so I had actually, it was a really cool spiritual experience where I had prayed one night that I'm like, you know what? I really just feel like I need to be back in Utah and Mm -hmm. literally... It, to my recollection, it was like the next day I got a phone call from uh-huh. Children's Miracle Network Hospitals and they offered to fly me out to Salt Lake City for a job interview. I'd never heard of this company. Really? And I remember driving up to Holiday, Utah in this little kind of rundown building. And I was working in this amazing facility. And I'm like, do I want to leave my dream job to go work for a nonprofit organization? But at the time, we were working with a lot of sports celebrities, the NFL quarterback club, and I'm like, yeah, I want to do it. And wow. honestly, that was the biggest answer to prayer. And it was the biggest miracle in my life because looking back on that, I mean, I remember I made a pros and cons list of should I do this, but yeah. I did it and I have had 23 years of the most incredible experiences and challenging times as well. Right. But it was yeah. truly an answer to prayer. And that's kind of how how that came about.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting, you, you weren't seeking after them. They came oh, to no. you, right? No,
1: I'd never heard of them. they It was a phone call. And that's why I really like to tell people that God or a higher power, if you don't believe in God, is very aware of you. The universe yeah. is very aware of you. The universe, God loves you. And it's so important that we <clears throat> trust that plan that universe God has for you. Yeah. Because it's real. Yeah. It's so real.
0: Because you here you are at your dream job, mm-hmm. right? The, you know, Denver Broncos, <laughs> yeah. and then you get this call out of the blue, yeah. and and uh, and then you go, obviously you interview, and then it that went well, and you've been there for? Yeah, tw- I started
1: in January 28th, 1996. Wow. And yeah, I, I can't believe, I'm so lucky because we treat 10 million kids each year at these hospitals, and I get to meet them and I get to see the challenges that they go through on a daily basis. Some will never get out of their wheelchair. Yeah. Some will never speak, some wow. will never taste food. Some will never, ever not be in pain. Yet they choose to be brave, they choose to be positive, they choose to show up, they choose to inspire others, they choose to be a bright light, and I can do the same even though I have some hard challenges every day. Yeah. I can choose to show up and I wow. can choose to help others like they do for me.
0: Wow. Yeah. And it, it really proves when you see these things and you see these people going through such tough times that how powerful the human spirit is. (laughs) Like we can go through some tough things and rise above it. Yes, And you get to see this on a daily basis.
1: Yes. And honestly, they're my greatest inspiration because there are days, um, I don't know if you know much about body dysmorphic disorder, but It sucks. And there are days I do not want to get out of bed. I do not want to show up. I do not want to be seen. Mm -hmm. I feel, I just, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. But I think of them, I think of how they would kill if they could even get out of bed and walk, right? Some of them would just kill to have the opportunity to get out of bed and walk to the bathroom. Like They'll never have that. And so it really helps me like, you know what, Kelly? You are so blessed. Life is a gift. Every day we have, what is it? How many seconds do we have in a day? Uh, I think it's like 48 something. We have so many seconds in a day. Are we taking advantage of it? Yeah. Are we realizing it? Because I will tell you, I have kids that don't make it. Yeah. And I watch them and I watch how every day is a gift for them and their families. And I watch what their families go through when they pass away. And even though we do have some really big challenges in life, we have some really big opportunities because we're here.
0: Yeah, wow. That's inspiring. You know, someone sent me a video uh, of this kid who has never seen color before. Mm. And I guess there's these special glasses that this company makes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and that showed him putting on these glasses and for the first time in his life he's seen color. Mm. And he gets emotional and he starts to cry and and it's just interesting how we take these little things for granted. And and again, you get to see this on a daily basis and you know as a reminder, like, you know, I'm gonna get out of bed even though I yeah. don't want to, because I have the opportunity to to do that where some kids don't get yeah. to do that.
1: It's interesting. You know? Just Tuesday of this week I was at Children's Hospital Los Angeles with Zendaya. She's in the new Spider Man movie. So we yeah. went into the teen lounge room and we had kids there watching the movie, but these kids were Hooked to their chemotherapy. Some had devices on their head where they couldn't move, and you just looked at what they were going through, yet they were there and they had a smile on their face. And they gotta be with Zendaya and hang out. And it was, it was just it was so inspiring to see that you know what? No matter what you're going through, you can choose to be happy. Happiness is not circumstantial. Right. It's attitudinal, and we always Whoa, get to that. choose it, and we get to prioritize it. Wow. we can wake up and have a one or a ten. We could have a ten every day, yeah, who's responsible if we don't have a ten? We are, yeah, so why not wake up every day with the desire to choose to have a ten?
0: right, very well said. <laughs> I love that. so you know you go through you know you're at the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. then you 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 come over here to the Children's Miracle Network. Mm-hmm. So talk about that experience in the yeah, beginning and yeah. then just how that's you know you're already saying some things, but talk about how yeah. that's cultivated who what you're doing even today.
1: Okay, well, the first year of my job, we started this amazing program called Champions where we took one kid from every state to the White House to meet with the president. And then to go to Disney World. Really? And so in 1996, I got to meet a kid named Josh Sunquist, And Josh had just lost his leg at the hip from Ewing sarcoma. Doctors gave him 50% chance of survival. Oh,
2: wow.
1: And I remember being so inspired by him. Well, I actually just saw him a couple days ago. So we've been th- friends for 23 years. Really? And he now is a very famous motivational speaker, author, YouTuber and Paralympian and his ski to, his ski coach told him he had a one-in-a-million chance of making the Paralympic ski team And he was the one in a million
0: one in a million
1: and he Told me that I didn't want to look back And know that I could have been the one in a million He was the one in a million really he is a miracle He chooses to not let his disability be a disability life maybe gave him lemons and he made lemonade yeah and now you can google josh sunquist he has very famous and viral halloween costumes that he makes with his one leg and they're amazing and he's a comedian as well i just went and saw his show well actually it was months ago that i saw a show in santa Uh monica and he's just he's amazing so just having and meeting kids like that and having them in my life really is the biggest blessing Yeah. Because like I know these kids, like I've seen them grow up. I am so inspired. They make me know that I can do anything.
0: Yeah. So you you meet this kid twenty three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're probably thinking you know, you remember when you were up in that press box, you're like, I get to do this. I get paid Were you thinking kind of the same thing, like I can't believe I get a rubbed shoulders. Yeah. Well I couldn't believe I was in the White House
1: with the president. I mean, (laughs) I've got to meet the president. I Uh I mean these things I really can't believe. But I honestly believe that life is magnificent and beautiful and magical. And I believe that we are magical. I believe that we can manifest anything in our life. And I have so many fun stories I could share with you. Yes, that. please share some of <laughs> Actually, I'd
0: love you to share a couple of those because, yeah. you know, I call this a belief cast yeah. because I really believe that belief dictates the way we behave, Mm -hmm. right? And when we change the way we think and believe, I I agree with you, it's like a miracle. It's like, wow, look at everything that has changed because I've changed the way I look at and see things. And you look at the world in such a beautiful (laughs) way, in a powerful way. So talk about some of those experiences if you don't mind.
1: Well, I once read the book by Pam Grout called E-Squared. And basically it's nine experiences that prove that what you think about comes into existence. Mm-hmm. So the first experience was to look for green cars. I look out my window and there's a bright green car. We see and find what we're looking for.
0: I go- Always. To- totally agree. So
1: the next day I fly to Nashville for work and my experiment was to find a butterfly. And I was in the hotel working out that day and I'm flipping through the channels because I'm like, I'm going to find some kid's <laughs> show and there's going to be a butterfly and yeah. I'm going to find this butterfly. Uh-huh. I don't see it. And I end up going out to Nashville to see my buddy, Miles Adcox, and he is the founder of OnSite. It's a, an addiction treatment center in Nashville. And I go see him and I walk by his office and on his table is a rock and it has a butterfly on it and it says, relax. Relax. <laughs> And I'm That's like this awesome. is so unbelievable like uh-huh. God's very aware of me mm-hmm. like there's the butterfly I don't have to look for it. He's aware of what I'm thinking about and then miles girlfriend gives me a book with a butterfly on it. That's crazy. And that day or I don't know if it was that trip but I was very mindful of looking for blessings one day. And the person who cleans my room left me a note on my bed that said enjoy your blessing. Really? No, that's weird, right? Right. That doesn't happen, but it did. And that's hanging up in my office because it <laughs> helps me remember we always find what we're looking for. Um, one day I was in Dallas at the Country Music Awards and I was talking about um, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan walked right by me. Really? Like I was just talking about Luke Bryan. I had that in a hotel in New Orleans. I was talking about Shaq. I get to my hotel room that night, Shaq walks out of the elevator, the 30 miles from downtown where all of the hotels were, Shaq was at my hotel. (laughs) Like you really can manifest in what it is that you want, always. Like if I want to visualize a parking space, I, I. visualize it. It just happens. Yeah. It's whatever you focus and think about you will create. Could and we... it's so cool. It's so yeah. fun playing with life that way because it, it works. Yeah. It works. What do you want to manifest in your life? Think about that. Focus yeah. on that. Speak what you seek until you see what you said.
0: Wow. Say that again. That's powerful.
1: Speak power- what you seek until you see what you said. Wow,
0: that is And really, this
1: one thing that I love is I am. like Anything that you say after I am always comes about. Yeah. So you have to be very mindful of, of your language and your words. If you say I am tired, you're gonna be tired all day. I went and listened to Oprah um, a couple years ago in DC, and she said, you know, I always say, I am waiting on my second wind. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than saying, I'm tired, because right. really we right. will bring about whatever we say after I am. So we have to be careful. We have yeah. to be so careful with our language, but we really can manifest whatever it is that you we know, want. You know,
0: that's so well said, Kelly. Um, you know, I I was telling my group yesterday, have you ever noticed when you buy a car or get a car, you notice that car everywhere? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I was tying that into when mm-hmm. we think negatively, we mm-hmm. will see all the negative yes. on this planet. yes. It just becomes, like you said, manifest it. But so if you shift that and change your thoughts to positive and Mm -hmm. all the good that's there, you're going to see all the good and you're going to be like, wow, it's amazing how that happens, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I I struggle with this back in around 2000, 2001. I was really struggling with my beliefs and my thoughts about myself. I felt um, too fat to exist. I really Mm -hmm. couldn't stand myself. I couldn't look in the mirror. And so I went to... A treatment center in Sheffield, Massachusetts and it's called the Option Institute and they teach you about the power of your beliefs so you have a you have a stimulus and then you have a belief mm-hmm. and then you have a response yeah so I really had to look at my beliefs drop those that weren't serving me and change them to those that do because really life is like we all have a set of glasses on and they're a filter mm-hmm. and so we are always looking for, if I think life is not friendly, then those filters that I'm looking through will just show evidence yeah. that life is not friendly. But for me, um, I believe that life is my friend and that life loves me. Okay. And so life every day shows me evidence that it loves me. Like when I was in LA a couple days ago, I left something in my um, Uber car the person came running after me to give me what i left life loves me right and little things little tiny things like that happen to me all the time because i'm paying attention and it's so important that once we do pay attention that we're grateful and that we can help life love other people
0: too wow again very well said that is powerful you know and you see this too with what with these kids you're dealing with that that even though they're going through something very difficult, just like, the, you know, the guy that you were talking about earlier, yeah. um, how he manifested that yeah. into his life. Yes. I will be the one in the the million. Yes. I will do it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I just believe that we and these kids are capable of anything. And I honestly, Todd, I feel like the best part of life is when we are focused outside of ourselves. Hmm. And we are striving to be that miracle for other people. And for me, it's a daily thing because like literally sometimes my depression is so bad that I I just don't want to be here, you know, but if mm-hmm. I'm focused on serving mm-hmm. and helping other people, it's, it just makes life matter. It makes it worth living. And, um, but I think it's really going back to the beliefs a lot of times these negative beliefs are like terrorists living in our brain. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't let a terrorist live right. in our home. Why would we let a terrorist live in our brain? We wouldn't do it. And so it, it, it does go back to how can we create beliefs that surface? Because every belief has a destination. Is that belief getting you to the destination that you want to go to? Mm. And so I like my that. beliefs nowadays I have a lot of them because it's how I live my life. What am I choosing to believe? Because our life is determined by our belief system. The quality of our life is determined by our belief system. And so what are we going to believe today that is yeah. going to make us have a turn.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely no I was so so amazing and it, it really just I'm always fascinated about how our beliefs are so powerful and how they dictate how things happen yeah you know and uh, so you know it sounds like you know you still have to make that conscious decision today you know yeah. you know like you said there's days that some days you you know maybe are down mm. you don't want to get out of bed yeah. Is that been kind of an ongoing thing for you? or?
1: Yeah, it, it has been. I'm going to back up. So okay. about 20 years ago, I started with uh, an addictive behavior um, where, well, let me explain what body dysmorphic disorder is.
0: Please, yeah. It's
1: a mental condition where your mind is fixated on your physical imperfections and flaws. And this perceived ugliness makes you want to isolate yourself from the world Hmm. and not get out of bed and not be seen. And a third of the people that have BDD have skin picking conditions, a fourth are suicidal. And so for me, I've been digging holes in my face for 20 years and it's like up by my eyebrows and I will make my face a bloody mess because I have this belief that the hairs in my face are evil and they need to come out. Really, And it's really been controlling my life for a long time. So in 2010, My friend was struggling with addiction. She was popping pills a lot. And uh, I was struggling with this behavior because even though I wasn't a heroin addict or whatever it is, any behavior that is controlling your life is an addiction. So I read the book, The Alcoholism and Addiction Cure by Chris Prentice. And Mm. the book had a line that really gave me hope that... Once you identify the underlying condition that's causing the dependency to the behavior, the behavior can go away. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. So you're not saying it's an addiction. You're saying it's how would I word it? It's not an addiction. It's a how do you say it? I I say it's, it's, it's a it's a belief system. Yeah, yeah. It's a belief system. Yeah. And yeah. That,
0: yeah. And you change the yeah. belief system, yeah. behavior changes. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I went to um This place called Passages, it's an addiction treatment center, and I remember checking in and everyone's, you know, I'm there with with people that have some really crazy addictions, but I was willing to pay a lot of money because this behavior was making me miserable, and it was controlling everything about my life. I mean, I didn't date, I isolated, I didn't want to be seen, it was just just this behavior it was i have to get the hairs out it was a high if i got them out it was a way to punish it was a way to please it was a way to celebrate it was just it was an addictive behavior right yeah and so i learned so many amazing things at this treatment center it was a holistic approach to treatment so it was hypnotherapy acupuncture psychotherapy um sound music therapy physical activity life purpose and this this treatment center really helped me so much because i learned that i was looking through my life with these foggy glasses and i could actually choose to look differently based on what my beliefs were so i started writing a book called shattering the broken mirror because Mm. the mirror i had been looking through was very broken and instead of seeing myself the way I saw myself in that broken mirror, there were three other ways I could do that. I could look at myself the way others saw me, Mm -hmm. the way God saw me, and my inner beauty. And so that really helped me see myself differently. I also really learned how to be present. Um, I learned a thing called dragon walking.
0: Say that again? Dragon walking. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah,
1: so we went outside and we, every step we felt every inch of our foot hit the ground and we were, with that moment completely and so it was a different way to walk for me i've just been going 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 but what if you actually felt your foot hit the ground and you were there in that moment i also learned about um we went on a walk one night or a hike and we were with our life purpose coach and he had us all carry a stick and he called it our crap stick let's just say that was our crap stick (laughs) okay we threw away our crap stick and we said i no longer do this and i now embrace this and it was really cool it was and we were at a fire pit thing we threw threw away our stick and just like i no longer and i now embrace and it was just it was a really cool experience but treatment it taught me a lot but unfortunately i still suffer well let's just say this i yeah suffer is a good word i suffer because I choose to have a belief that I need to get the hairs out of my face and that I'm mm-hmm. not okay if they're in yeah. there. And, and it's unfortunate, but I could choose to surrender, right. but I haven't been willing to surrender. But when we're surrender, we're willing to let go of what we've used our whole life to get what we want to allow something greater yeah. to come in. Right, And I just haven't been willing to let go of this behavior and it has been very controlling and it still is. But even though I'm still dealing with it, I know that I have a choice yeah. and I know I could make a different choice in my life would yeah. probably have less anxiety and depression, but um, I've, I've been, I've been choosing it and I have to have accountability in that yeah. and I do. And wow. um, I've had a lot of therapy uh, over the years, but it's, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging when you sure. have that addictive behavior and, yeah. and. Usually we're not addicted to the behavior; we're addicted to the pain,
2: yeah.
1: not the substance. We're just right. addicted to that pain, and so um, I think I just have to be willing to um, let that pain go. Yeah,
0: one of the best uh, definitions of addiction I've come across here with one of the therapists that w- I work with said, uh, "It's the perpetual avoidance of legitimate suffering." Mm. And mm. So, so, mm, you, so, so if you, so if you sat there and didn't pick. The, oh. Right? Oh, yeah. You would be suffering on, but yeah. it's legitimate because yeah. it's it's just what you're going through. Yeah. But then you'll avoid it yeah. by doing the, the behavior. Yeah, yeah. And so, and I love what you said, Kelly, that, um, and I'm so glad you said it because I think a lot of people think that you're not in control. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just saying, you know, I, I'm choosing it, you're mm-hmm. aware of that. Yeah. But belief systems are they're they're powerful yeah. and changing them is it takes blood sweat and tears it really truly does especially mm-hmm. something that maybe you've struggled with since mm-hmm. you were little yeah. and i think i think it's important that we understand that we always typically end up doing what we want to do
1: i think we get everything in life that we want because we're choosing it yeah and it, it the, the good the bad the ugly like mm-hmm. we get what we want yeah and that sucks, but it is true. Yeah,
0: it is true. We are the creators of our mess and the creators of our <laughs> joy. We really are, yeah. and 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 we're not perfect human beings. Yeah. No one is. And, and people listening to this, yeah, you're gonna have a lot of people listening to your story today, Kelly, that uh, are going through probably similar things as mm-hmm. you, um, addiction, what have you that are going, right now, shaking their head, going, yeah. yep, I understand, <laughs> yeah, it's like, why do I keep doing yes, this, but it's yeah. gonna, but it, d- it does take that blood, sweat, and tears to change that, you know?
1: Well, I'll tell you one tool that's really helped me. Yeah. About 14 years ago, I read the book called Loving What Is by Byron Katie, and I actually just recently interviewed her on the Untold Miracles podcast. Byron was depressed an addict for years and years. She actually mm-hmm. didn't leave her house for two years because she was so depressed. She didn't even sleep in her bed because she didn't think she was worthy. Mm. One day she woke up, saw a cockroach on her foot, and everything changed. And she saw life through a completely different lens, and she developed the work. Have you uh, heard of the work? I have not. Okay, this is gonna change your life because it changed mine. Great. So the work is an inquiry process because we only suffer when we argue with reality. So, we have to question our own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And she teaches an inquiry process of how to do that. Because when we argue with reality, we're thinking something that is, is, shouldn't be. But everything that is, already is, and no thinking can change that. Right. So here's the inquiry. Okay. Let's say you have a belief, a thought. For me, let's just say, because I'm 46, I've never been married, I don't have kids and I'm Mormon. So I had a lot of beliefs around that, that I was a loser, that I'm not good enough, um, that I am not lovable. You name it. I've had a lot of things that I've had to beliefs I've had to process. Thankfully, I'm on a very different place with that. But I used to have the belief that I'm not lovable. So there's there's the thought. First question, is it true? So I can ask myself, is it true that I'm not lovable? Second question, can you absolutely 100% know that that's true? Well, I don't know, it feels pretty true, right? It yeah. feels really true that I'm yeah. not lovable. The third question, how do you feel physically inside when you think that thought? Well, worthless, mm-hmm. um, I'm never gonna find anyone, sick, physically sick, yeah. and then who are you without that thought? I'm a completely mm-hmm. different person. Oh, I if that. I think that. that I am lovable everything in my life changes and then the most powerful question is the end last question it's um, the turnaround I'm not lovable I am lovable so you can always turn the ra- thought around to right. see to see if it's true because we suffer when we believe a thought that's not true that's right. when true pain comes yeah and so that inquiry process every, Thing in your life if something comes up oh he did this it means this okay is that true can i 100% know for sure who would i be without that thought or how do i react when i think that thought yeah. who would i be without it and what's the turnaround oh he actually does love me you know it's it that changes your life that inquiry work process will change your life Love it. but it's one of my favorite books loving what yeah. is don't art when you argue with reality you will lose 100% of the time yeah wow.
2: like like traffic yeah. there remember.
1: shouldn't be traffic well is that true <laughs> well, I wish there wasn't, you know, who would you be? Well, there is traffic. Then your anxiety goes away. You know, it changes everything yeah. to just use that. And so I, I really it. highly re- recommend any books by Byron Katie. She's amazing. Yeah,
0: no, I, and I've, I've, I've heard of her and amazing stuff. And I love the simplicity of that. Oh, it's so, it's so easy. Simple. It's it is simple, so but easy. yet powerful. And, and that's one of the things I really pride myself on and what is just simplifying this whole thing. And I love how you're, the way you're talking today yeah. and the way you're saying things. It's so simplistic, yeah. but you can feel the power behind it. Yeah. You know?
1: We we do sometimes think that we have to complicate
0: things. I know. And,
1: and we don't. The yeah. answers, the answers are really simple because Oprah's probably my favorite person, but she says <laughs> that, you know, life is always speaking to us, always. Uh-huh. And are we paying attention? Are we honoring our calling? A lot of times we, hear the whispers if we don't pay attention to the whispers then we're going to start filling pebbles if we don't pay attention to those pebbles we're going to hit a brick wall but if we would have just listened to those whispers in the beginning life is there to love us yeah wow
0: very powerful well kelly um if you know i'm sure there's some people are listening to this that are looking for a miracle they're they're trying to figure things out they're struggling you know obviously they're hearing what you've been going through and how your 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 attitude about it's amazing actually how what what advice could you give someone out there right now that's just kind of like you're saying they're maybe not listening to what life is saying to them and they're just in this kind of limbo
1: um okay i'm gonna just share some tools that really help me okay please every night before I go to bed for, for the last 15 years, I've done a gratitude journal. I love this process because no matter what you experience on a daily basis, there are so many little tiny things that we can choose to be grateful for. No matter what. Mm-hmm. I love Victor Frankl's book yes. Man's search for meaning. One of my favorites. He was in a concentration camp and he was fed a bowl of dirty water with a fish head in it, if he couldn't find the beauty in that dirty bowl of water, he wouldn't have continued to survive. Yeah. But he could find and determine his meaning in anything. We can choose yeah. to be grateful no matter what. So gratitude is a huge thing that helps me face some of the challenging things that I go through. Choosing to be present.
0: Yeah. Yeah, gratitude, I think, is the most powerful stimulant on the planet.
1: Yeah. Worrying is a prayer for what we don't want. It's a negative journal setting. So if we're present, there is no worry because we're either focused on the past or worried or focused on the past or worried about the future. uh, future. And so um, I think being present is another great way. Being non nonjudgmental is, is a huge way to help us being um very mindful that we can prioritize happiness yeah. in our life and i think really just believing that anything is possible no matter what yeah. i am so grateful for my challenges because there's no way i would have experienced all the things that i have if i didn't suffer so greatly on right. this side yeah. and um i just want to share isaiah costa's story Please. with you so wow. i met isaiah a couple years ago And Isaiah was born without an air passage or a jaw, and he didn't have oxygen for 15 minutes. And doctors said he'd be a vegetable. And Isaiah's parents chose to believe differently. And I can't tell you how many parents I know who chose to believe differently, that their child would survive, that their child would thrive. And Isaiah looks very different Mm -hmm. than other people. And he could have surgery to get a jaw, but he doesn't want to because he loves himself the way God made him. Wow. He wants people to see past his physical appearance. Right. So when I met him in 2016, I was so inspired by this kid. I'm like, you know, I struggle yeah. with my own, with my body <laughs> dysmorphic disorder. And here's this kid who just loves himself the way God made him. And Isaiah um, has dealt with a lot of bullying in his life. It's been really challenging, but Isaiah has always believed in himself Yeah, and um, Isaiah loves rap music and so one night we were talking on the phone and mm-hmm. I'm like, Isaiah, I bet you've got a lot of things that you want to say because he's mute, he's never spoken a word, he's never tasted food, he's never been underwater. And I'm like, Isaiah, I bet you have so much inside of you. Let's get it out on paper. So he sends me a picture back with a blank piece of paper and a pen and says, I'm going to get started. A couple hours later, I have lyrics. So fast forward, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals finds a rapper to be his physical voice. And they collaborate on his first song called Oxygen to Fly. Really? And you can go to oxygentofly.org to watch the six minute documentary we did on his life. Isaiah and Trap create this music. Mm-hmm. Isaiah has a voice for the first time in his life. Even though he doesn't have a physical voice, he has a voice that's being heard around the world. This video went viral, 100+ million views, and he's been inspiring the world because he believed that he could. Yeah. And it's a constant battle cuz he has a lot of medical challenges. And unfortunately, his voice Trap passed away. In January, he was diagnosed with patri- pancreatic cancer and he died really? two months after getting diagnosed. So, Isaiah is really struggling right now with that, losing his best friend and losing his voice. His
2: voice. But, yeah.
1: Isaiah is changing the world. And, Isaiah could focus on, oh my gosh, my life is hard. Yeah. I'll never speak. I look different. But, Isaiah focuses on what's right in his world. I love waking up and saying what's right in my world today. He goes out and he feeds the homeless. He goes to the children's hospital. He's always creating inspiring content. He's like my hero. And I could tell you so many kids like this who really use that challenging experience in their life as the most beautiful thing in their life. And are we going to choose to see it so.
0: Wow, amazing. And he's just recently on your podcast. Yeah, right? he
1: was my guest, John Tuesday. Yeah, he, and uh, we it was so cool because he doesn't he doesn't use a voice recorder. Right. He just used text messages texts- and gestures. Yeah. But I'm like Isaiah, we got to do this podcast. So he he did a voice recorder, and we were able to do that. And it was yeah. so fun because he's met so many celebrities um, over the years. And I'm like, who's your favorite celebrity you met? And he's like, Marie Osmond. So we called her while we did it, and he, <laughs> and, he, and she Facetimed Seriously. us, and, oh. and it was really it was really fun. So That's awesome. I just for me. I just I believe that no matter what it is that you're going through uh everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Cuz God's will is involved in everything. Yeah. And are you going to be open to that? Or are you going to try to control things your way?
0: Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that story. That's yeah. a, a, I mean it chokes me up as you're saying yeah. this and you know, it just I loved what you said to earlier Kelly about that gratitude. Mm-hmm. How just even this, like we talked about, you know, the kid who c- could see color for the first time. Mm-hmm. We take for granted I yeah. can see color.
1: Yes, yes. Like, yeah. when was the last
0: time I yeah. said thank you that yeah. I can see color? It's like,
1: yeah.
0: um, so I think, I, I love that you said that and I think that's a, a, yeah. a place. And then I love the inquiry thing yeah. that you talked about. Oh my gosh, I mean, everyone,
1: no matter, t- I challenge you today, whatever that thought is that you're <laughs> that's really hard for you, like, you know, oh, my boss is a jerk or whatever it is, use that inquiry process and see if you can find the turnaround that feels true for you yeah you know that that'll change everything it'll change it really will um i wanted to share real quick the story of aj so aj is um well actually there's two stories i want to share that i feel like hopefully will inspire your listeners yes aj has seven inoperable brain tumors and he's currently getting chemotherapy at our east tennessee children's hospital but aj is the happiest funniest kid and you would never know that he has weekly chemo treatments because he's just so funny every week on Facebook he tells a joke well he loves Captain America and he has a port called Steve Rogers so I reached out to Chris Pine (laughs) or I'm sorry Chris Evans Captain America and asked him if he could do a video for AJ and he sends a video which is so amazing and AJ gets it while he's at treatment with his Captain America backpack Really. and um I just love I share that because we can do little things like that that can totally change people's day Mm -hmm. and it's just tiny like we could if we would just pay attention to the whisperings they're like hey you should do that you should do that like chris evans didn't have to do that video but he did and it meant the world to aj right what are we going to do to help others and i promise you it will 100 percent lighten your burden. I'm not saying your burden is gonna go away, but I am saying it will be lifted yeah. and it will be lighter. Yeah. And that will make you have a better day. Um, second story, um, you know this one because I shared it in the office with you, but yes. um, I have a little fiance and his name is Maverick. He actually got down on one knee with a diamond ring and asked me to marry him when he was fully grown up. And I said yes, right. but Maverick is a hero of mine. He's had over 40 surgeries, including five open heart surgeries and Maverick, is chronically ill. But one day when he wasn't feeling well, I reached out to my friend, Kevin Millar, who played first baseman for the Red Sox um, when they won the World Series because Maverick's hero is David Ortiz. And so I saw on Instagram that Kevin and his kids were with Big Poppy and I'm like, can you please get a video from Big Poppy? Cause I've been trying to make it happen for months. But right. Kevin said he didn't have his phone number. He had so many cell numbers and he'd lost it. So two hours and 15 minutes later, I had a text from Big Poppy. He didn't have to do this. There's right. so many kids that oh, would yeah. love a video from Big Poppy. Sure. And it said, Maverick, stay positive, keep the faith. I'm praying for you, I love you. And I'm gonna hit a home run for you tonight. And you just have to fast forward a couple hours. It's a beautiful night at Fenway Park. Yeah. And the Boston Red Sox are playing their rival, the New York Yankees. The Yankees, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Big Poppy steps up to bat the first time he strikes out. The second time he strikes out. The third time he strikes out. He steps up to bat the fourth time. It's the bottom of the eighth inning. The game is tied 2-2. He is up against one of the best relieving pitchers in the game, someone he has never had a hit off of in his entire career. And he hits a game-winning two-run home run. For Maverick. Wow. Now, here's the crazy part of the story, and I didn't share this with you. The day before Maverick's mom posted on Facebook, "My family needs a miracle." Wow. They got their miracle in less than 24 hours. Right after the home run was hit, I got a video from Maverick for Big Poppy that said, "Big Poppy, you never let me down, and I'm going to try my hardest to get the Fenway Park to meet you." And thanks to Kevin Millar, within two weeks, I was on a private plane with my little man for him to throw out his first pitch and mate his hero. Wow. And I have to tell you, Todd, the moment that they met will forever be embraced in my mind because we knew he was going to walk in, but Maverick didn't right, know it. Right. And David Ortiz is larger than life. for sure. And he walks in the room and Maverick is just little. He's got a lot of things that make him not grow. So he was five, six at the time. And he looks up and he's like, Big poppy (laughs) and they embraced and I cried and he had the home run ball that he'd hit for him in his hands because his, the fan was thinking outside of himself, right? focused on creating a miracle for someone else. And that was one of the coolest days of my life, and that's actually my book, The Miracle of Maverick. It's on Amazon, 100% of the proceeds benefits Children's Miracle Network Hospitals to help more kids like Maverick. And so Maverick is such an inspiration to me. This little guy goes through so much, yet he chooses to be brave. He chooses to be positive. And then David Ortiz chooses to be that hero and that miracle for someone else. Amazing. And so I just Amazing. am really blessed to, to have these stories that I can um, think about, and these kids that I can think about, and they they really they really help me deal with my challenges. Yeah. And and honestly, we all have those people in our lives that yeah, we can look to. For sure. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I'm looking to you seriously, <laughs> and thank you. Um, what I've noticed in your stories, and it's choking me up. I apologize. I'm getting mm-hmm. emotional over yeah. here because um, I'm holding that book in my hand, The Miracle of Maverick, and his pictures on the front and what a beautiful kid, um, that you're you are a miracle for a lot of people because you're facilitating this. You're making it happen. You're going out of your way. And it goes back to, and what, what reminds me, and I apologize here, I'm getting emotional, is when you said, I'm going to work for the Denver Broncos. I'm going to make it. I don't care. They said no twice. I'm going there, and I'm going to go, who do I need to talk to <laughs> to make this happen? And it's interesting, and I, I'm just putting this in my head yeah. right now and connecting the dots that, that led to, there's no reason why they chose you. No. There's no reason why they, they're, that's the reason. Because you're that one that will get things done. <laughs> so you're the miracle for right. so many people.
1: Right. Well, I have to tell you, so I work with a lot of A-list celebrities. Right. And I love it because I feel like my job is to create miracles in the lives of sick kids. And I could tell you a lot more stories. Oh, I have to share one quick story. Please, no. How much time no, do we, I have? No, we're good. Okay, this, we're good. This, this one is amazing because... Oh my gosh, I think about this kid all the time, and I hope everyone else will think about this kid. His name is Little Boo. And Little Boo, when he was five years old, got the H1N1 virus, which is the swine flu. And it ravished his entire body, and he spent 501 days in his children's hospitals. And doctors said he would not live. There was a 48-hour period where his blood gas glass levels were so high that he should have died. But they were in the room, praising God because they believed that their child was gonna be okay. And after 501 days, little Boo got out of the hospital, and for the next three and a half years, he had to have dialysis. He's from a small town in Louisiana. Drive three hours, sit in a chair for three hours, drive home three hours. That was his childhood for three years. Well, um, his fifth grade year of uh, elementary, well, he'd missed elementary, but when he was in fifth grade, he got a successful kidney transplant from his mom. Which was so amazing. So I reached out to my friend Meredith Vieira who had the show, Meredith Vieira Show. Yeah, sure. So they flew Little Boo to um, New York City for the show. And what's really cool about this story is when Little Boo was in the hospital, he kept a journal because he watched the show Drive-Ins, Diners, and Dives by Guy Ferreri. I love that. And he made a list of every place he was going to eat when he could (laughs) eat because he hadn't been able to eat. Oh, yeah. So they get him on the show and they give... Little Boo, a cookbook from Guy Ferrari, and he's freaking out. This is so cool. And then he comes on the big screen. And he says, Little Boo, you're going to get on a train as soon as the show is over, and you're going to come meet me and help, help open my new restaurant. No and Little Boo had the most amazing day. And so for me, I love, what, what can I do with my resources and my relationships to make someone's day. I was recently with Katy Perry at American Idol because one of my little miracle kids loves Katy Perry. Well, of course, I love that miracle child and I'm going to do right. everything it takes for my little sweet Sosh to meet Katy Perry. Uh, my other little buddy, Devin, loved Obel Beckham Jr. So I worked with the Giants and we did a really amazing piece for the NFL Network and he got to meet his hero. That's what matters to me. Sure. Serving other people. That's what it's about. And we can choose that all day or we can focus on I can focus on my BDD or my OCD or my suicidal thoughts or my low self-esteem, my lack of self-love, anxiety, depression, I could focus on that all day long. And some days I don't win. Some days I do let right. that yeah. really control what's happening, but it's not that often. Yeah. And when it does, I still know that, you know what? I got this. Yeah. I got this because I trust God's plan for my life. Wow. I actually had a dream of having four kids. And God had a way bigger dream for me because I have over 100. <clears throat> and I am very blessed.
0: Yes. Wow. You're amazing. Thank you. I'm serious. Thank you Thank for you. sharing all of this. Um, <laughs> I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I'm a crybaby. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kelly. You've, you have to witness this. But uh, you're just, it's inspiring. You know, It's interesting, too, how things work out. Like yesterday in my group, I was talking about What's the definition of a miracle? Mm. And everyone was trying to and you yeah. probably have a better yeah, one than I'm I have, gonna say I have but a and the one that I had found that really touched me was it's an event so unlikely that it seems almost impossible. Mm,
1: I love that. And and we I talked about that, that so I, love that. I have two definitions I want to share. Please. Um my first one is God bending the rules in your favor. Mm. So I really like love that. that. one. Second one is a miracle is a shift imperfection a shift in perception from fear to love. So in life, love we get to say, what would love choose in every moment? What would love choose here? My girlfriend actually snook into my bathroom one day and wrote with lipstick, what would love choose? Is would love choose to dig holes in your face right now with these tweezers? Um, and I think another really p- powerful thing when you look at your beliefs is determining who the author is of the thought who wins when you think that thought? So yeah. I'm not lovable. Is that from God or is that from somewhere else? Yeah, where's that coming so from? So I think that can so I think really paying attention to who the author can really yeah. help determine whether that belief is true. Yeah. And and I think that can also help.
0: Wow. Powerful. Yeah. So powerful. Well, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> Honestly, unfortunately, we have to wrap this up. Amazing. Thank you so much for being willing to share and be vulnerable with your story. With all of us, I can't thank you enough, oh, Kelly. Well,
1: I appreciate the opportunity, and Todd. Really, we're all we're all suffering or struggling with something. Mm-hmm. But so many times we aren't connecting with others. We're we're attached mm-hmm. to our ego selves. We don't want to surrender, mm-hmm. and we don't want to share what's really going on. But I really hope that my story might help someone. And if someone needs someone to talk to, like like I, I'm like happy to talk to anyone just because I get it. I know what it sure. feels like to not want to live. Yeah. And I know what it feels like to just, just be done. Yeah. And, um, so if you're there.
0: Well, with, with that said, how would someone reach out to you if yeah, they have a question sure, for you or if they sure. want to talk to you? Yeah.
1: Go to my website. It's a uh, book, Kelly Davis, K E L L I Davis.com. And you can send me an email and I'll respond to any emails. Yeah, and I, I, I would really be happy to, especially if you're at that place where you're really struggling, um,
0: Yes, please do
1: uh, Please reach out to me because I've been there and I know that it's going to get better.
0: Wow, amazing. Well, there you go, listeners. Another amazing belief cast with another amazing person. I, I pinch myself that <laughs> I get to do this, kind of like when you are in that press box. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, get to yeah. do this. I feel the same way sitting here with you today. So thank you, Kelly, so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, it means a lot to me. Listeners, please go check out her podcast, Untold Miracles Podcast, Check that out. Go to her website, bookkellydavis.com. And please go get her book, too. It's on Amazon, The Miracle Uh, of Matter. And I have
1: to do one more quick plug. So uh, as I work for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, we save kids' lives. We treat 10 million kids each year, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show. You can go to cmnhospitals.org, donate a dollar. That dollar will help create a miracle in the life of a sick child.
0: Yes, and allow Kelly to keep doing what she's (laughs) doing, man. So thank you for being you. Thank you. You are a light to this world, and I'm grateful that I know you. And uh, I look forward to um, collaborating on some things, hopefully you and I together. Yes. And and so thank you for the time. And listeners, there you go. (laughs) I mean, come on, man. Is this incredible or what? Please share this with your family and friends. Let's get the word out. Let's get people to know Kelly. And please reach out to her with anything that you may want to ask her with.
1: Thank you. And I hope everyone has an amazing day.
0: Okay. Thanks so much, Kelly. And thanks, listeners, for all you do.